0: Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Astry and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Sunday, February the 6th. Our reading this morning comes to us by way of the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 18, verses 9 through 14. Luke, chapter 18, verses 9 through 14. And Think of how much time we spend trying to show everyone and ourselves, and ultimately God, how adequate we are. Beyond that, how competent, how we are on top of things. We have everything under control. We're playing our A game, our bio rhythms are in full swing. We spend a great deal of time showing to others that we are capable and we don't need assistance. We don't need help. We're good at giving help. But when it comes to receiving, well, we kind of step back and we don't want to appear to be weak or lacking. So therefore, we put on a a great deal of mask, and show that we have it all together. And inadequacy is something that has to do with our own self-estimation. We don't, again, we don't want to appear to be incompetent, ignorant, stupid. And yet, when we think about it, one of the blessings of life is to recognize how fundamentally inadequate we are. So many people feel inadequate because they spend a great deal of time comparing themselves to others. And if that's your game, it's always a losing game because we're always inadequate, always and forever inadequate to be someone else. I'm not as good as my brother. I'm not as good as my sister, my neighbor, my co-worker. Uh, These inadequacies blind us to what we have to give and above all, who we are. There's a great deal of wisdom in the prayer of St. Francis It is in giving that we receive and to know how to receive, to allow others to fill the inadequacies in our own lives is a great blessing, it's great wisdom and a great peace that comes from that. Uh, To know that one is in need because one is inadequate, please understand I'm not suggesting neediness, or a kind of laziness in which one wants someone or others to do everything for us, that's that's as repulsive as being self-sufficient to the point of needing no one and no thing. Both of those are repulsive. It is that honest, humble acknowledgement that all of us are inadequate in some capacity. I'm inadequate to talk about astrophysics, about all that scientists know about the universe, biologists and biochemical people may know, about the wonders and the intricacies of the human body and of all the chemicals, of all the things that the brain is capable of. I'm woefully inadequate to talk With any degree of competence about that, I am incompetent, inadequate to talk about that. And there's a great deal of difference between ignorance and being stupid. Ignorance means a lack of knowledge, stupidity means an impediment to learning. For some reason or another, one has an impediment a deficiency in terms of grasping certain fundamental realities or truths. And we need to be aware, I think, every day that we are inadequate and not run away from that or put cosmetics on it, but we are simply lacking in our humanity. and. That's very true and very important in our spiritual life. We don't go and appear before Almighty God and present ourselves before Almighty God in our superiority, in our total adequacy, without our deficiencies. First and foremost, we present ourselves to Almighty God because we have all fallen short of the glory of God, as St. Paul says. We're all sinners. We're all sinners. But we're not sinners in the hands of an angry God. We're sinners in the hands and in the heart of a loving God, a merciful God, a forgiving God, who says to us, the first step is to come as you are, with your gifts, graces, your talents, your skills, but also with your inadequacies, because it is at the point of your inadequacies that I can be your strength. In your weakness, I can make you strong. In your lack of knowledge, I will enlighten you through the Holy Spirit, in the coldness of your heart, the sacred heart will warm your cold heart. All of those things are important. And St. Luke, in our Gospel reading, captures this beautifully. In Jesus' parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector at prayer in the temple, the Jew was required, uh, the observant Jew was required to pray three times a day in which they would go to the temple and engage in private prayer, quote-unquote, make a visit, and pray. And on this particular day, in the temple, Jesus says in the parable, there's a Pharisee and a tax collector. Now, tax collectors are hated, pretty much like we don't like them now, with April 15th looming on the horizon. Um, they especially didn't like tax collectors because they were Jews who worked for the Romans. They didn't pay taxes, but they earned their money by the taxes that they charged, and they were. It was understood that they would keep some on the side, a kind of taxation beyond uh, above taxation don't worry about the representation. What the tax collector said is what you owed. And the Roman authorities were there because they got the lion's share of the tax. So it was in the interest of the tax collector and the Romans to make sure that every person paid not only what they owed, but probably beyond what they owed. And so they were looked upon as traitors, tax collectors, sellouts, and they were deeply despised. They were looked upon as sinners. And here's the Pharisee, man of the law, one steeped in the Torah, the book of Moses, and so on. So they go to pray. And they're both in the temple, and the Pharisee, took up his position and he spoke this prayer to himself. He spoke the prayer to himself. Oh God, I thank you, I am not like the rest of humanity, greedy, dishonest, adulterous, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, I pay tithes, on my whole income. Notice who he is always praying to, himself. He's glorifying himself. He wants to assure God that he is not only upright, he's uptight and he keeps the books on himself. And he stands before God and says, I am really good. I am holy and observant. There's nothing spiritually deficient about me And I thank you that I am not like the rest of these human beings, especially this this sinful, traitorous tax collector. Jesus says, but the tax collector stood off at a distance and would not even raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast and prayed, O God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Be merciful to me, a sinner. His prayer is directed to Almighty God, and it flows from the recognition that he is inadequate. He is in need of mercy. He understands his true condition. He is a sinner before the God who is mercy itself. In that, he is far richer than the Pharisee could ever be because he's rich in self-knowledge, in that knowledge that saves. For what can God do for us? What can the divine physician heal us of? If we are self-sufficient, we're perfect, We're, we're, we're totally and completely one with God, and there's no gap. No sin. Well, what could God do for us? Nothing. We're basically God and Savior unto ourselves. Jesus says, I tell you, this tax collector went home justified, uh, but the Pharisee, the Pharisee, uh, he did not. He did not, because his prayer was a prayer to himself. He worshiped himself. He gave glory to himself. He praised himself. And Jesus says, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. But everyone who humbles himself will be exalted. Uh, that's That's really a parable for a lifetime, isn't it? that we dare to stand before Almighty God in our true condition. Inadequate and in need of God's mercy and God's forgiveness and in the acknowledgement of that God who is mercy and love and forgiveness heals us, strengthens us and renews us. Not in anger but in divine love. So in our inadequacies, in our everyday lives, and in our stance before Almighty God, we can come as we are. Come as you are. And by God's grace and mercy and love, you need not stay as you are. For God's love will lift you beyond and upward into his very presence. God bless you.